Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, let's get to some of your emails because we got some very interesting thoughts that were sent to us. The Rico B at gmail.com. David Ramos has a couple of trade ideas. These are fun. You ready for some trade ideas, Pete? Ah, I love them. All right. Kevin Parada and Mark Vientos to the Miami Marlins for Sandy Alcantara. I know he's coming off of injury. He should be fine by 2025. His contract is very team friendly. It's a bargain if he comes back. And he's 80% of what he used to be. By the way, 1,000% I would make that trade. I know Kevin Parada is a top prospect. I get that. But Vientos, whatever. I have a chance to get a guy, even if he's not pitching for me this year, who, to David's point, he comes back. He's 80% of what he was. He's got a very team-friendly contract. He's not that far removed from winning a National League Cy Young. I think it would be stupid for the Marlins to ever trade a guy when his value is that low because he's coming off of an injury. But you put the trade together, my instant reaction to that is, F yeah, I'm making that trade. I Listen, I love Sandy, but last year was so bad, the injury issue. Uh, and eventually, like, we do need to play somebody in 2024. We would like to have some, like, bullets in the chamber for 2024. So if that's the big move the Mets make, um, it's, it's, it, I guess I would take, I can't pass up on Alcantara, but, but I prefer not making that for this year. You're crazy. I mean, I, first of all, parade is not coming up to the majors this year in all likelihood. And so you're talking about for this year, Mark Vientos is the sacrificial lamb for a guy who up until last year, like, let's not just think the Cy Young year was the only good year he had, because that's not true. He had a really good year in 2021. He had a very quality year as a young pitcher in 2019 and if you believe that you can come back from Tommy John which a lot of guys do I trade for him in a half a second and I if the Marlins ever made him available and again it would make no sense for them to do that because of the value coming off of an injury this isn't even a question the fact you're hesitating disappoints me Pete it's disappointing because I'm already <laughs> thinking that they're going to go sign Brandon Woodruff, who, again, is not going to pitch in 2024. We'll get him in 2025. It's like, I, I know 2025 20, is going to be great. I'd like to do something for this year. Well, and I, 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 but, but listen, it's not, not a bad move. Not a bad move. I'm not okay. telling it. By the way, I'm for Brandon Woodruff for that reason. Like, I get it. There are moves you make that you're not going to benefit from immediately. And I want to win in 2024. I don't want you to think that I'm content with sucking. I'm content with trying to put a productive team together, realizing the way baseball is nowadays where, hey, make the playoffs, you never know. But I also want to be positioned well for 25 and 26. 
Anyhow, the second trade David had was Jeff McNeil and Jose Quintana and Mike Vassell. So McNeil, Quintana, Vassell to the Blue Jays for Jose Barrios and Kevin Biggio. Kevin Biggio stinks, so whatever. So you're talking about Quintana, who's got one year left on his deal, so not married to him as solid as he is. He's got one year left on his deal. You're talking about McNeil and Vassell for Jose Barrios. Uh, what the problem is, I, li- I like Jose uh, Barrios. I think he'd be a, a fine acquisition. And I don't think his contract's really that bad when you look at it, considering how reliable he is. This lineup needs help. And now you've eliminated Jeff McNeil. So uh, unless you're going to turn around and go add three bats, you're kind of creating a, a new issue. Yeah, You say I, no to that trade, by the way, Pete? Yeah, I say no because, I mean, again, McNeil isn't really the the issue there. I just don't think Berrios is the guy I we we want him to be. I, he's just as inconsistent as other people. Now, listen, what's his career ERA? Like, is it three seven four? Is it high? I if I had to guess, I haven't looked it up. I would say it's about three six would be my guess. He has. But I'll look a, it up just to see if we're actually right. It's odd because I look at him every year. And go wow, the guy's got t- great stuff. But there are so many games he gets blown up and are just like, you know, he goes two or three innings and gets ripped apart. I'm like, those inconsistencies always concern me because how long is that going to last? Is it just a blip or is it something that like it's going to happen eventually just going to go? 4-1-5 ERA and it's so kind of, it really got brought up by 2022 because in 2022 he had a 5-2 ERA, last year 3-6-5. Year before that, year before the five two three three four eight, year before that, the twenty season was a four three six eight three eight four three eight nine. So his ERA, when you look at his numbers, should be high threes. But that year he had in twenty twenty two a five two three just balloons it up above four. That's kind of funny to think about. Jose Barrios in his full seasons in the major leagues has basically never had a year above four except for the year he was at 5-2-3, which brings his career ERA to four one five. That's my way of saying I'm wrong, but I still think I'm right. No, you're, you're right, <laughs> you're right but, but, that's, but that's the concern. <laughs> See, it's it, to me, is he's pitched long enough now where, okay, the, the one outlier is the five-plus ERA, but is that going to start a trend where every other year he's going to be bad and eventually fall off? Uh, Mondo writes... Guys, if the Mets lose out on Yamamoto, fans will be furious, especially if he ends up in the Bronx. Given the low-caliber players that Stearns and Cohen have brought in thus far, the failure to acquire top-shelf talent will be a PR nightmare for the team. He is right, by the way, about that paragraph. Doesn't mean I'm mad, doesn't mean you're mad, doesn't mean we're happy. There will be negative PR around the Mets if their big offseason move is Luis Severino. I do agree with that, that... They may have tried for Yamamoto. Trying doesn't do much for you unless it's horseshoes. Or no, that's close in horseshoes, not trying. Trying only helps when you're seven. And you tell your kid, yes, you tried. Great job. So you are right. It would be a PR nightmare. With all this in mind, presuming Yamamoto signs elsewhere, do you think the Mets might shift their focus to getting an Alonzo extension done this offseason? It would be an enormously popular move with the fan base and a way to generate some positive vibes in what has otherwise been a dreary and disappointing offseason. We've made the assumption, ah, things go bad this offseason. Would they try to make the good PR move and sign Pete Alonso? So I, here's the way I would look at this. I don't think David Stearns would. 
Because I think David Stearns, first few months into his new job, I don't think he gives a rat's ass about PR. I don't think he cares what I'm saying on the radio or what people are tweeting about. I think he's comfortable in his own skin. It's his first year. The team wouldn't have played a game yet. I think David Stearns would not give a rat's patoot about PR. I think the owner would. I think Steve Cohen would. I think Steve Cohen probably does pay attention to what's being said about him. And I think he knows, yeah, my target was Yamamoto. I didn't get him. What can I do to at least give my fans something? So I think if it does lead to a Pete extension, it would be Cohen kind of doing what he did with Correa, where he calls up Scott Boris, has a drink in hand, and says, Scott, let's just get this done. So I think it's on the table. I know it would make me happy because a part of the long-term vision that the Mets have, but I'll tell you the part of the long-term vision I have is that Pete Alonso's on the team. And it's not simply he's my guy or I like him or he's a homegrown Met. Like all that's true, but it's also if the Mets are going to be good in 25, 26, and 27, wouldn't you want the most reliable slugger in baseball on your team? Sometimes it's as simple as that. Uh, It's a lot simpler than the DeGrom stuff. I I think it is. Like, the guy goes out and plays every game. He gets a lot of home runs. He's really good. Bring him back. Some may view it as a cheap PR move. I don't know if it's going to turn Pete's opinion around about the offseason, but I know for me it would make me very happy. So despite the other disappointments, that move would work on a guy like me. It's weird. I would take it as a cop-out. I would take it as, like you said, we have to make the, the... The fan base happy, so here we go. We'll just sign Pete Alonzo. We'll fluff up the offseason. Hey, this is what we did. I, I hate that crap. I'd pr- much prefer this season them do nothing significant, let Pete go to free agency, test it out, and we still outbid everybody and say, Pete, we really want you here no matter what. This is owner. This is not David Stearns. David Stearns should not be pushed into anything. If P- if David Stearns doesn't want Pete Alonso to be on this team in 2025, then he shouldn't be forced into signing him because they couldn't do anything else. I-, I genuinely agree most of the time. Like I don't want my owner forcing a GM or a team president to do what he wants to do. But I think where I battle on this is I think David Stearns is wrong if he doesn't want him on the team. So... I, I get it. Like, you're, you're right about what you said. There's no reason a team president should be forced to have a guy on his roster he doesn't want on his roster. But he'd be wrong to not want this guy on the roster. So it comes out they sign Alonzo to an extension. I would put the greater good of they got something right done more so than, ah, this is a cheap publicity stunt or David Stearns is having his arm twisted. I would not- just be happy they got it done. And that's the thing is, I would love to hear it too. But again, like I, D- David Stearns, the one thing I have to give him as much credit for, and I can't stand this offseason, and I'm going to go crazy if Yamamoto doesn't come here because to me, it's like, what what are we really doing? We're getting all these these. We're building up a roster, but I don't really see where they're going. I don't see the direction yet. I just see that they're just building up with what they think is going to be good, productive talent. But I will say. If David Stearns is as smart as he freaking was, we've been sold, this team's going to be great very soon because he's that smart. So I got to buy into his process. Sam Lowenthal writes, simple question. 
you've been firm that you're not interested in trading prospects for a rental, i.e. Burns Bieber. Neither am I. We agree on this, but it's got a but. Considering what the Dodgers did with Tyler Glass now, why can't that be explored with any of the other rental pitchers? If you tell me the rest of the big names are like Juan Soto, determined to get the free agency, then fine. But why wouldn't one of them agree to a glass now type situation? And if they did, would you then be willing to give up a top prospect if a trade was contingent on the player agreeing to an extension now? I'd be more open to it. I'd be more open to it. It doesn't mean that's something that I'd be gung-ho about because I still like the idea of signing a pitcher where the only thing I'm giving up is a potential draft pick. That, that, that appeals to me. So it sucks to wait a year, especially when you do want to win right now. But then you have to ask, if you were going to get this guy anyway, because a lot of it comes down to money, and are you going to be the highest bidder? So if you were going to get this guy anyway, is that significant prospect that you're trading away, name the guy, worth one year? as much as I want to win this year. And I know me saying that may sound like I don't care about winning. I do, but I care about the greater good. I care about where this team is, that they're not necessarily one player away. And when I say that, that doesn't mean they can't win in 2024. We just saw the Arizona Diamondbacks go to the World Series. It is foolish if someone tells you a team can't win next season. Of course, you can win next season. It comes down to, are you willing to give up key young pieces for the future to try and win next season. So I'd be more interested in a Shane Bieber, Corbin Burns type trade if I knew I was getting a long-term deal done. But I still ideally wouldn't want to trade anybody. Not right now. Okay, well, that's a question I have for you because not right now, but say this team, you know, floats. They're around 500 and then the trade deadline comes around, and all of a sudden, the same players we're talking about right now that are one-year rentals now are going to be a half-year rentals, and we're actually close to making the playoffs, and we want to make that push, and we need that little extra jump. But they're looking for the same prospects that we don't want to get rid of. Are you willing to make a move then? <laughs> That's tricky. I see what you're doing. It's good, though. See what I did there? <laughs> yeah. No, it's tricky because you're basically saying if the answer is yes, why the hell would you want to trade the same package for two months when you could have it for six months? Exactly. I think the answer is probably – I'm going to give you a cop-out answer. I'm sorry. I'm going to give you a cop-out. I think it depends where the team is and how we feel about the team. You know, if they're 60 and 60 and they're a game and a half out of a wild card spot, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be willing to do that. I'm not sure. And it also depends, like, what kind of year is that guy having? Like, if Shane Bieber, who has been up and down at times, has had a difficult time staying healthy, if he's having a Cy Young season, then maybe the answer is, yeah, I'll give him whatever the hell you want. I'm having a guy who's having a Cy Young season. I don't think it's going to flip because he's traded to New York. So I think circumstances would, would lead to that. But, look, I am more open if the guys want to sign an extension. The Dodgers got it done with Tyler Glass now. I happen to think Tyler Glass now is incredibly overrated. I think the Dodgers are really overrated. I really do. Like they get talked about as if there's some incredible super team. Dude, their rotation's got a lot of issues right now. A lot, including Tyler Glass now, who's thrown 120 innings once in his career. 
Like, do we realize that? Or do we just assume everything the Dodgers do? Ah, it's amazing. It's incredible. Look, the you Dodgers just, are going to probably win 100 games. They do it every single season. But they are not a perfect team. They are not the 98 Yankees on steroids because they got Shohei Otani. I'm sorry. You just that. you just went from copping out on an answer to criticizing the Dodgers, saying that they're overrated. What is going on? Well, they, they are, are overrated. What, what the <laughs> hell is their rotate? Bobby Miller and Tyler Glass now supposed to scare me? Who is so? Yeah, are we serious? I, listen, I know. And a Walker Bueller, he's coming back from injury. We don't know Dustin, what he is. We don't Dustin know what the hell May's he is coming, coming off injury. injury. Yeah, I know. But we've said that about Dustin May, too. Like, I mean, they, when they come back, though, they've been pretty efficient when they do pitch. But how, when are they going to pitch? You're right. Tyler, t- uh, Tony Gonsolin wasn't last year when he was finally healthy. He pitched to a 5 ERA. I'm not trying to make this a criticize the Dodger podcast. I'm just saying, like, I think they're getting – people talk about them. You know what bothers me, I guess, here? Here's what it is. Super team. Super team, my ass. They, they're very good. They have a hell of a lineup. But, dude, that rotation's got major, major questions. They, they need Yamamoto in a lot of ways. <laughs> they do. Oh, By they the do. Way, which is why they might get, they, that's why they might get him because they're going to have to get somebody. I, I get it. I get why they're going after him. 